Hello. Welcome to The Boy, the Mole, the Fox and the Horse by Charlie Mackesy. This audiobook is dedicated to my lovely mum and my wonderful dog, Dill, and to you, wherever you are. Thank you for listening. My name's Charlie, and I'm the author and illustrator of the book. And I'm going to read it to you, which might not be perfect, but I'll do my best. believe I made a book at all. But here we are. Surprisingly, I did. I think the book is for everyone, whether you're 80 or 8. I feel like I'm both sometimes. The truth is, I'm not very good at reading books. I need pictures. They're like islands, places to get to in a sea of words. So for me, it was important to make a book with mostly pictures that you could read front to back, back to front, or even start in the middle, which is what I usually do. Making the audiobook has been a completely different adventure. No pictures at all, or even pages. I think I made it for two reasons. For those of you who can't see the pictures, I wanted to try to draw them in your imagination, so you can be there. And also sometimes, I think it's good to be able to escape to a different land. So I've tried to create a place with these characters that anyone can go to for a bit if they wanted to. You can just close your eyes and be part of it. Also, I think I've always loved being read to. It's one of my favourite things. And what's the book about? Well, it's about a boy, a mole, a fox, and a horse. The boy is lonely when the mole first surfaces. They spend time together, just gazing into the wild. I think the wild is a bit like life, frightening sometimes, but beautiful. It's a wide, rolling, untamed landscape with trees and rocks, rivers and all kinds of possibilities and dangers sometimes. It's the unknown, a far horizon. In their wanderings, they meet the fox. As you can imagine, it's never going to be easy meeting a fox if you're a mole. 
The boy is full of questions, and the mole is greedy for cake. The fox is mainly silent and wary because he's been hurt by life. The horse is the biggest thing they've ever encountered, and also the gentlest. They're all different like us, and each has their own weaknesses. I can see myself in all four of them. Perhaps you can too. Their adventures happen in springtime, where one moment snow is falling, and the sun shines the next, which is also a little bit like life. It can turn on a sixpence. I hope this book encourages you, perhaps, to live courageously with more kindness for yourself and others, and to ask for help when you need it, which is always a brave thing to do. When I was making the book, I often wondered, who on earth am I to be doing this? But as the horse says, the truth is, everyone is winging it. So I say, spread your wings and follow your dreams. Making this book is one of mine. Thank you for joining me on this adventure, and much love to you. And so I'll begin. Snow has fallen. Everywhere is still, calm and white. In the midst of it, the boy sits alone with his back to us. Next to him, a dark little shape pushes through the snow. It's the mole. Hello. The boy stands and bends with his hands on his knees, so he can see his new little friend better. Hello. He gently lifts the mole into the air, and holds him high. They gaze at each other. I am so small," said the mole. Yes, said the boy, but you make a huge difference. Beyond them is a wide landscape with gentle rolling hills and trees disappearing into the distance. They walk, leaving footprints in the snow, till they get to a tall tree with a long, low branch. The boy reaches up, and standing on tiptoes, puts the mole onto it, and then, after a few tries, manages to climb up and sit next to him. 
They're quiet for a while, just gazing at the view. And time passes. What do you want to be when you grow up? Asked the mole. Kind, said the boy. Soft rain begins to fall. The boy opens an umbrella and they huddle together beneath it as the drops fall round them, melting the snow. What do you think success is? asked the boy. To love, said the mole. They climb down from the tree and wander through the melting snow chatting about everything. Their feet crunch and their minds tick. Do you have a favourite saying? asked the boy. Yes, said the mole. What is it? If at first you don't succeed, have some cake, said the mole. I see, said the boy. Does it work? Every time said the mole. The mole has found an enormous cake. It has three tiers of golden sponge filled with red fruit and cream. On top, the cream and fruit are piled high. It's a beautiful cake. Well, hello, said the mole. He tries to pick it up. It's hard for the mole to carry the cake, particularly one as big as he is. He stops for a rest. Oh, just a tiny taste, said the mole. He eats a slice. He eats another slice. And another. He climbs on top of the cake and burrows his pointed nose through the cream and fruit into the middle and disappears completely. <laughs> the mole lies on the empty plate, feeling very round. The mole has found the boy. I got you a delicious cake, said the mole. Did you, said the boy. Yes. Where is it then? I ate it. Oh, but I got you another. Did you? Where's that one? The same thing seems to have happened. The two are back on their branch. It now has tiny little green leaves 
The boy sits, legs crossed, arms wrapped round his knees, facing the mole, who seems to balance well on branches. After some digesting and watching things, they begin to chat. What do you think is the biggest waste of time? Asked the boy. Comparing yourself to others, said the mole. The boy is thinking hard. I wonder if there's a school of unlearning, he said. The sky is blue today. The hills beyond their branch are a deep green. There's a wide, gentle river running into the distance. The mole stirs and looks at the boy. He's been thinking. Most of the old moles I know wish they'd listened less to their fears and more to their dreams, said the mole. The boy tries to imagine an old mole, perhaps with spectacles and a walking stick. The two climb down from their tree and walk for a while, until they find a quiet spot looking over a long, deep valley. with hills and woods and a winding river. There are dark, mysterious patches, craggy rocks and strange sounds the boy has never heard. What is that over there? asked the boy. It's the wild, said the mole. Don't fear it. Walking on a little, they pause to look down the valley again. Imagine how we'd be if we were less afraid, said the mole. Soon, they're back in their tree again. The sun has set, and the sky is a deep, very dark blue. All is quiet and still. And then they both sense something moving slowly beneath them. Right below their branch, a fox walks silently in the snow. They watch without a word. The fox stops, looks around and sniffs the air. The mole shivers. They don't breathe. The fox moves on and disappears into the night.
A while later, the boy and the mole are walking in the moonlight, and they see a figure moving frantically in circles. It's the fox. They want to run, but realize he's trapped in something. He seems to be caught in a wire noose. Struggling to breathe and straining to be free, the fox sees the mole and strains to get him. And the mole stays just out of reach. If I wasn't caught in this snare, said the fox, I'd kill you. The mole stays very still, their faces inches apart, and the boy stands just behind him. If you stay in that snare, you'll die, said the mole. So the mole chews through the wire with his tiny teeth and sets him free. The fox turns, glares at them, and disappears into the darkness. Afterwards, the boy and the mole sit together. The mole looks at the boy. One of our greatest freedoms, he said, is how we react to things. The next time they're in their tree, the snow is thick on the ground. They have that same sense of something moving slowly beneath them. And they peer down. The fox has appeared again. They watch as the snow falls. He seems to be walking round and round in circles, over and over, making tracks. Creating a shape in the snow with his paws. The shape is a large heart. It's a blue sky day, which is a good sort of day for a walk. And the mole has something important to say. I've learned how to be in the present, he said. Well, how? asked the boy. Well, I find a quiet spot and shut my eyes and breathe. That's good, and then? Well, then I focus. What do you focus on? Cake, said the mole. They reach the river. The spring sun is warm and they lie on the bank to peer into the water, looking at their reflections. Isn't it odd? We can only see our outsides, but 
Nearly everything happens on the inside. They find stepping stones that take them further into the river. Standing on a smooth, flat rock, they watch the deep water flow around them. The mole leans over and peers in. Be careful, said the boy, not to fall. It's too late. The mole falls and is swept away by the current. It's too fast and too strong for the boy to help him. On the far side, the fox has been watching and appears in the reeds. He sees the mole's little nose pointing just above the surface. Stealthily, he wades into the cold, fast current and swims towards the mole. The boy anxiously watches, feeling helpless. The fox reaches the mole and somehow manages to duck beneath the surface and push him up onto his nose. He carries the frightened little mole to the riverbank, gently nudging him onto dry ground. The wet, cold mole looks at the fox. The boy runs to them, puts his arms round the wet fox's neck and hugs him tight. He picks up the shaking little mole and enfolds him, trying to keep him warm. The mole sighs. Later on, all three sit together looking at a dark blue night sky. And a shooting star flashes in front of them, leaving a long trail of light. And they gasp in wonder. And all around them, the chattering of creatures settling in for the night. So much beauty we need to look after. It's cold. They walk. The mole sits on the fox's back. The boy walks close to them. Being kind to yourself is one of the greatest kindnesses, said the mole. Inspired, they run through the snow. 
We often wait for kindness, said the mole. Being kind to yourself can start now. He feels very wise. It's a new day. The boy leans on a stone wall and the mole sits next to him. They've been chatting a lot about quite difficult things and gaze at an old stone house in the trees with hills rising in the distance. Often, the hardest person to forgive is yourself, said the mole. And back on the branch of their favourite tree, the fox jumps up and sits next to them. They had no idea he could do that. And then they all sit together, looking out at the wild. The hills look almost purple in the distance, beyond the soft green fields. Sometimes I feel lost, said the boy. Me too, said the mole, but we love you, and love brings you home. I think everyone is just trying to get home, said the mole. They walk on together, along a narrow, snowy track, with tall trees on either side that curve and bend over their heads. They arrive at the edge of a wood, and there, in front of them, standing quietly, is a horse. They've never seen anything quite so big or powerful. Hello, said the horse gently. He bends his neck down to look at them all. Their velvety noses almost touch. Hello, said the mole. After that, the boy, the mole, the fox and the horse become inseparable. They spend a long time just playing and messing about. The boy reaches high and puts the mole on the horse's back and climbs up and sits next to him. He lies with the mole and then turns to sit facing back to front. He does handstands and even manages some pirouettes. The fox walks 
circles them, lies and sits around looking up at them all. Sometimes he does figures of eight through the horse's legs. This goes on for quite a while. Then they show the horse their favorite tree. And the boy stops and turns. Doing nothing with friends is never doing nothing, is it? No, said the mole. I think it's time to gallop, said the horse. This is the most incredible feeling of freedom they've ever had. They come to the river. The horse and the fox leap high over the water together. The boy and the mole hold tight to the horse's mane. But the boy loses his grip. An easy thing to do. He falls back into the air, his arms flailing and crashes into the freezing water. He's cold, and the fall was terrifying. The horse turns back and steps down into the river with the mole still on his back. In the light of a setting sun, in deep water, the horse puts his soft nose gently against the boy's cheek. You fell, he said, but I've got you. boy slowly climbs onto the horse's back and holds tightly onto his mane as they swim towards the bank. Everyone is a bit scared, said the horse, but we're less scared together. Safely on the bank, the boy climbs down. He's cold and wet and shaken. The horse rests his nose gently on top of the shaking boy's head. Tears fall for a reason, and they're your strength, not weakness. In time, they're moving again, talking about everything. What's 
the bravest thing you've ever said? Asked the boy. Help, said the horse. Asking for help isn't giving up. It's refusing to give up. They stop for a rest. The horse lies down next to them, and the boy sits and looks into the horse's eyes. When have you been at your strongest? Asked the boy. When I've dared to show my weakness, said the horse. Sometimes. I worry you'll all realize I'm ordinary," said the boy. "Love doesn't need you to be extraordinary," said the mole. And then they're up again, walking over hills along the river, under a full bright moon. They've walked a long way now. We all need a reason to keep going," said the horse. "What's yours?" "You three," said the fox. "Getting home," said the boy. "Cake," said the mole. The boy and the mole sit together. I've discovered something better than cake," said the mole. "No, you haven't," said the boy. "I have. What is it? A hug. It lasts longer." The boy picks up the mole and hugs him tight. The horse presses his nose against the top of the boy's head. The fox sits close by. He looks away into the distance, but his bushy tail curls around the boy's legs. The boy puts the mole back on the ground and turns to the fox. He sits and gently raises his hands to hold the fox's head. Then he throws his arms around the fox and hugs him. The four friends sit together, gazing at the wild and a huge white cloud that almost fills the whole of the blue sky. Nothing beats kindness," said the horse. "It sits quietly beyond all things."
They walk and walk. They walk through a valley with huge hills rising up on either side. They follow the river into woods of twisting trees. Sometimes, said the horse. Sometimes what? asked the boy. Sometimes just getting up and carrying on is brave and magnificent, said the horse. They come to a lake and watch white swans gliding elegantly across the water. How do they look so together and perfect? asked the boy. There's a lot of frantic paddling going on beneath, said the horse. Later, they're sitting on a frosty branch. The greatest illusion, said the mole, is that life should be perfect. A little note here. I remember laying the drawing down I made of this page on the floor to dry, and Barney the Dachshund walked straight across it. Smudging it with his paws, clearly trying to make the point. And also, I was drinking tea and I'd put the mug down on a piece of paper. When I picked up the mug, there was a perfect moon shaped teacup stain on it. So I drew the four below it. They all gaze upwards. Is it the moon? asked the boy. It's a teacup stain, said the mole. And where there's tea, there's cake. Later that evening, they sit together under the real moon and quietly wonder how things must look from up there. Be curious. In the morning, the boy seems troubled, so the horse rests his soft nose on top of his head. Life is difficult, he said, but you are loved. And later, walking through a thick wood, the boy asks, So you know all about me? Yes, said the horse. And you still love me. We love you all the more. Sometimes I think you believe in me more than I do, said the boy. You'll catch up, said the horse.
It's a sunny day. They all sit together under the shade of a tree, and there's a warm spring breeze. The fox never really speaks, whispered the boy. No, and it's lovely he's with us, said the horse. To be honest, I often feel I've nothing interesting to say, said the fox. And being honest is always interesting, said the horse. They walk on into the evening. Snow begins to fall, and the horse pauses for a moment. And standing in deep snow, turns his head to them. There's something I haven't told you, he said. What's that? asked the boy. I can fly, but I stopped because it made other horses jealous. They all then sit together to think about this. It's not every day you hear such things. The horse lies down next to them. Well, said the boy, we love you, whether you can fly or not. On hearing this, wings gently start to unfurl on the horse's back. They watch in awe. No one says a word. Climb on, the horse said gently. The boy puts the mole on first, and then joins him. The fox waits, unsure at first, walking round the horse nervously, and then quietly leaps up. And then the horse stands. All three sit close together, tucked warmly between the wings. They're almost hidden within them. None of them has ever seen anything so beautiful. The feathers feel soft in the boy's hands. He looks up to the tops of the wings and sees the stars twinkling between them. Okay, said the horse. Ready? Lit up by moonlight, the horse moves slowly, gaining speed. They hold tight, moving faster and faster. The thunder of hooves and the rushing of wind, and then the sound of galloping stops. There's a strange silence. They're off the ground, soaring into the night sky. The cold air makes their eyes water as they climb higher and higher towards the stars. The moon has lit the snow below. It's such a beautiful thing to see. The boy thinks his heart might burst. He holds the mole tight, 
and they're lost in stars and wings and feeling so small but loved and so free. They have no idea how long they flew for, or where they went. But at some point, quietly and gently, they're back on the ground, talking and crunching the snow as they always had, against a background of trees of all kinds of colours. After a while, the mole has a question. Is your glass half empty or half full? He asked. I think I'm grateful to have a glass, said the boy. Back at their tree, the boy stands on the branch looking out across the hills to the rugged horizon and the mole sits with him. The horse below bends to touch the fox with his nose. We don't know about tomorrow, said the horse. All we need to know is that we love each other. They sense something. The air changes, the breeze turns colder, and the light turns strange and dim. The boy and the mole get down from the tree and climb onto the horse's back. The horse and the fox begin to run. Faster and faster they gallop. The boy and the mole holding very tight fox keeping pace by the horse's side. The sky turns very dark and the clouds rumble with thunder and the wind turns to a gale. When the dark clouds come, said the horse, keep going. They shelter in a deep, dense wood as a storm rages, and the trees bend wildly. The boy is frightened. When the big things feel out of control, said the horse, focus on what you love right under your nose. They huddle together, 
as the rain beats down upon them. This storm will pass, said the horse. After the storm, the sky is an inky blue, but golden hues appear on the distant horizon. It's a new day. They reach the top of a hill, looking out over the wild. Their favourite tree is too far away to see. We have a long way to go, sighed the boy. Yes, said the horse, but look how far we've come. They set off for home. The four friends pause for a rest at the top of a wide, deep valley. The mole looks at the snow on the tops of the trees and thinks it looks like cake icing. Sometimes, I want to say I love you all, said the mole, but I find it difficult. Do you, said the boy. Yes. So I, I say something like, I'm glad we're all here. Okay, said the boy. I'm glad we're all here, said the mole. Oh, we're so glad you're here too. The four friends sit for a rest. What's your best discovery? asked the mole. That I'm enough as I am, said the boy. Later, walking through a thick, dark wood, the boy whispered, I've realised why we're here. For cake, asked the mole. To love, said the boy. And be loved, said the horse.
Now and again, the boy feels sad. What do we do when our hearts hurt? He asked. We wrap them with friendship, shared tears and time, till they wake hopeful and happy again, said the horse. Do you have any other advice? asked the boy. Don't measure how valuable you are by the way you're treated. And always remember you matter. You're important and you're loved. And you bring to this world things no one else can. In a dark, starlit sky, the horse lies down and the others join him. And the nighttime world settles all around them. Home isn't always a place. Is it? At sunrise, the four look to the hills in the distance. Sometimes, said the horse, all you hear about is the hate. But there's more love in this world than you could possibly imagine. Just take this step. The horizon will look after itself. The end. Well, no, not the end. More, look how far we've come. Thank you so much for joining me for this audio edition of The Boy, the Mole, the Fox and the Horse. I really hope you've enjoyed it and... Thanks for listening, and much love to you. This is Charlie Mackesy. This production of The Boy, the Mole, the Fox and the Horse by Charlie Mackesy was presented by Harper One and Harper Audio. Executive producer, Kaylin Gehring. It was produced by Colm Roach with sound design by Ivor Manley and mixing by Eli Block. All three of them were quiet, kind, patient and geniuses. Thank you to them.
Copyright in music, Max Richter and Isabel Waller-Bridge. And thank you so much to both of them. And Max Richter's music is so beautiful. And thank you, Isabel, for creating that gentle, haunting piece for the fox. Text copyright 2019 by Charlie Maxey. Production copyright 2020 by Penguin Random House UK Limited. All rights reserved. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.